boys and girls, Miss M here. Um, I just wanted to say hi and let you know I'm going to do my first read aloud from Out of My Mind, and it's going to begin with chapter 18. I'm hoping to get one out to you guys um, each day. Thank you to everyone who started their assignments today and worked really hard at home. I know it's not easy, and this is a big change for us, but uh, we're going to do our best, and I'll do my best, and you do your best, and I miss you guys and wish we were at school, but just not possible right now, so you'll have to live with just listening to my voice, and I'm hoping to make some videos for you soon. So here goes chapter 18 of Out of My Mind. Chapter 18. After school that day, I was grumpy and mean. Mrs. V had prepared a new stack of word cards for me. Penny was wearing one of Mrs. V's turbans, and she looked ridiculous. Plus, she kept singing some stupid baby song at the top of her lungs. I took my arm and swept the whole pile of cards to the floor. Who put salt in your Kool-Aid, Miss Thing? Mrs. V asked. She did not pick up the cards. Penny stopped singing and stood there blinking at me. I switched the Meditalker to off and looked away. Fine, be like that. But you're going to pick up every single one of those cards, she said. I stuck out my lip and stared at the wall. Penny reached out and shook my arm. I tugged it loose. She didn't seem to care and started singing again. Happy, 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 clap your feet. Happy, sappy, pappy, blow your nose. Biddy, body, body, jump and jump. She jumped and she stomped her feet. Then she sang the song again and again. She was really getting on my nerves. I wish she would just shut up. Talking all the time, walking all the time, jumping and bouncing and singing. Just quit it for one moment. Please stop, is what I thought but she wouldn't. Hi, Dee Dee, she said. She put Doodle on my tray. I pushed the toy on the floor. Doodle, Dee Dee, she picked up the stupid raggedy thing and placed it on my tray once more. I knocked it off again. Leave me alone, I wanted to scream. Penny was used to things falling off my chair, so she couldn't know I was being just plain horrible. The third time she put Doodle on my tray, I swept it off with such force that my arm brushed Penny's head. She toppled over and fell to the floor. She looked at me, surprised on her face, grabbed Doodle, and ran to Mrs. V in tears. What's gotten into you, Melody? Mrs. V asked as she rocked Penny on her lap. How could I explain? I didn't want to cry, but I did. I turned my wheelchair so it faced the wall just as the phone rang. Mrs. V looked from me to the phone, sighed, and got up to answer it. Oh, hello, Catherine. Catherine? I turned my chair slightly to listen better. Out of sorts, Mrs. V asked. Well, as a matter of fact, she does seem a little mopey this afternoon. No, I take that back. She's downright monstrous. Mrs. V caught my eye and made a funny face at me. I just glared at her. I'm not surprised she got all the questions right. The child is brilliant. A lot of good it does me, I thought. The teacher said what? The teacher said what? Great. Now everybody would know. Just thinking about it made me feel like pond scum again. In front of her classmates? What kind of professional is he supposed to be? Mrs. V looked furious. And how did she react? Never mind, I obviously know that. She's sitting here looking like one of those blowfish we saw at the aquarium, all puffed up and spiny. That's actually kind of close to how I felt. Thanks so much for calling, Catherine, Mrs. V said. Yes, please call her parents this evening, and I'll be sure to talk to them as well. I'm going to work on this problem right now. With that, she hung up the phone, set Penny down on the floor, put her hands on her hips, and turned to look at me. I figured, here's where she hugs me and makes me feel better. So, you ace the quiz and then bomb the follow-up, she said to me, indignation decorating her words. She flipped my talker back on. Why did she sound mad at me? I looked up in surprise. He hurt my feelings, I answered. So what? Mrs. V spat back. 
Kids laughed, even Rose. It was true, though I could hardly admit it. Even Rose had covered her mouth to stifle a laugh. Did you get the highest score in the class? Mrs. V asked, completely ignoring my attempt to make her feel sorry for me. I should have known better. Yes. Did Catherine help you in any way, even a little bit? No. Then let's get started. I looked at her a little confused. Started on what? I asked. On your study plan. You and I are going to practice, prepare, and push. I am going to quiz you, and you are going to answer. We're going to learn geography, science, math, thousands of glorious tidbits of information. She sounded excited. Why? I pressed my button. You know how athletes get ready for the Olympics. They swim early in the morning and late at night. They run around the track for hours and hours without a crowd to cheer them on. They can't run very fast, I typed. Then I grinned at her. Maybe not, but you've got the fastest, strongest brain in that school, and you're going to try out for the quiz team next week. They won't let me be on the team, I typed. Oh, yes, they will. They'll want you all right. They'll need you, Melody. You are going to be their secret weapon. You think? I know. Now let's cut out all this fake feeling sorry for yourself and get started on studying. We have one week. I'm the coach and you're my athlete. Get ready to sweat. Sweat stinks, I told her with a laugh. So let's get stinky. But first, you're going to pick up every single one of those cards you threw up. I know not to argue with Mrs. V. She took me out of my chair set me on the floor and left the room while I pulled the cards that I'd knocked down into a messy pile on the floor. Penny helped. Then Mrs. V put me back in my chair and we got to work. She was going to be a tough coach. How is the test set up? She asked me. A, B, C, D, I tapped. Multiple choice? Wonderful. That's a piece of cake for you. I wasn't sure about that, but I didn't disagree with her. She went to her computer and found a web page that listed every U.S. state and capital. Did those in school, I told her. Great, so we're doing them again, I fake groaned. Mrs. V then looked up at the capitals of all the major countries in the world. Gee, there sure are a lot of countries. But once she read them out loud to me, I had the info stuck in my head. What's the capital of Hungary, she demanded. I knew the answer was Budapest before she even gave me the four choices. A, A, Accra, B, Berlin, C, New Delhi, D, Budapest. I pushed D, of course. Mrs. V didn't stop to cheer. She just kept going. I correctly answered that Tokyo is the capital of Japan, Addis Ababa, the capital of Ethiopia, Ottawa, the capital of Canada, and Bogota, the capital of Colombia. She quizzed me until Dad came to pick me up. As Mrs. V stuffed Doodle and some unused diapers back into Penny's bag, she explained briefly what, about ha what had happened at school and what she planned to do about it, what we were already doing. Are you sure? Dad asked, glancing at me. Maybe we're setting her up for failure and she'll be hurt even worse. I am absolutely positive, Mrs. V insisted. Can Melody stay a little longer to study? I'll give her dinner and bring her home in a couple of hours. That will give you some one-on-one -on -one time with Penny. You cool with that? Dad asked me. Yes, 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 I typed. I want to do this. Go for it, my Melody, Dad said. He gave Mrs. V a thumbs up sign and left with Penny. After dinner, we moved on to science. I learned that the bones in the leg are the femur, the tibia, the patella, and the fibula. Why can't they just call them something easy like knee bone and skinny leg bone? But I memorized them. I learned that insects are arthropods and that they have tibias too. The study of insects is called entomology, Mrs. V said. That gives me an idea. Let's learn all the words that end in ology. I put my hand over my head and pretended to groan, but deep inside, I was really excited. Which word means the study of words and their meanings? She asked me after we had reviewed a very long list of ology words. A, bibliography. B, archaeology. C, histology. Or D, lexicology. I thought for a minute. I knew she was trying to trick me. Histology sounds like history, but
but for some reason, I think it has to do with skin and bibliography has to do with books, not words. I typed in the letter D. This time she did cheer. Let me get you home, Melody. Top athletes need their sleep. We'll do some more tomorrow. I grinned at her, tired and energized at the same time. Mrs. Viget called Catherine and explained the situation, told her to stuff information into my head along with the macaroni at lunch. So the next morning, Catherine, of course, jumped right in. While we were in room H5, Catherine hooked me up with earphones. I listened to an old audio cassette on volcanoes. It was scratchy and skipped a little, but it gave me information. Volcanoes were named for the Roman god Vulcan. I could have figured that one out myself. I found out about lava and ash. I learned about how the whole city of Pompeii got covered up when Vesuvius erupted. Surprisingly interesting stuff. I listened to tapes on Australia and Russia, on constellations, and on the planets. You learning anything from these oldies but goodies? Catherine asked as she slipped in another tape from me. It was on diseases. Info always good, I typed on the Meditalker. I feel you, she replied. Are you still upset about what happened in Mr. Dimming's class? Deleted the memory. Need room for facts. I took this time to type it. She gave me a thumbs up. I'm a little scared, I admitted. Suppose I mess up. You can do this, Melody, she said sternly as she adjusted the earphones. You certainly have enough smarts to be on that team. Go away while I take the test, I typed. Keep Claire quiet. Gotcha, Catherine said. She helped, kept, held her hand up to the slap my palm. It wasn't much of a slap, more like a mushy grab, but we were on the same page. Except for lunch and recess, I listened to tapes and worked with Catherine the rest of the day. She quizzed me on facts and dates and kings and math. That might be hard for me. Words float easily into my head, but numbers seem to sink to the bottom like rocks. I don't know why. Let's do it again, Catherine said gently as I got mixed up on math problems about trains and their speed. Nobody rides trains anymore. Who cares? But she kept it. Uh, she kept at it until it made sense to me. I discovered that if I make numbers into a picture story in my mind, the answers come easier. I changed the figures to words. Magic. Instead of going out for inclusion classes, I shook my head and told Catherine I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay and study instead. Evidently, I wasn't missed. I wasn't missed much. Nobody sent a frantic message to room H five, wondering why Melody wasn't there. Nobody peeked their heads in the door to see if I was absent or sick or maybe having a convulsion in the middle of the floor. Nobody seemed to notice at all.